Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on the AfterBuzz Sports NBA Draft After Show, lots of freshmen, lots of trades, and now LeVar Ball can finally shut up. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. The Lonzo Ball air starts, Josh. <laughs> the Lonzo Ball... The Lonzo Ball era begins in L.A. Godspeed, Los Angeles. But we're going to break down the entire draft and all the craziness that's happened around it live here on AfterBuzzTV.com, the AfterBuzzTV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud. You're liking, subscribing, telling your friends and perhaps your enemies about the wonderful world of AfterBuzz TV and specifically AfterBuzz Sports yep. as we break down the draft. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Seraf. Twitter's at Josh Tariff. Tonight, we have a special edition of AfterBuzz Sports. It is the Josh and Josh Show. Yes, it is. Over to my left on the camera to my right. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm so bad with directions. <laughs> I don't know why I lead the show. I'm terrible with direction. At Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. It's Josh Rodriguez. How's it going, Josh? What's up, sir? Not much. Uh, my Knicks, you know, it is what it is. I can say the same thing about my magic. Yeah. You're watching two Joshes who root for teams that are terrible. Yes, and who did terrible things tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this. I mean, well, we know, you know, Mike and Mike in the morning is ending soon. Yes, that is true. So this ESPN. Is, this is our audition right here. This is our audition. Josh and Josh. So, I mean, we, we coordinated. We both wore black t-shirts tonight. Not on purpose. That just shows you we're on the same wavelength. And we're both in mourning over our teams. Yep. The, destiny. Yeah. Destiny. <laughs> let's do this. Well, let's do well, let. Let's kick off the top story from tonight. We're going to have plenty of talk about top draft picks, sleepers, winners, losers. But the biggest story out of tonight was the blockbuster trade that happened within the first few picks of the draft between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls, they got some nice pieces. They got Zach Levine coming off an ACL injury, Chris Dunn. (laughs) But he's a good player. Hopefully he comes back healthy. I mean, I'm not trying to bash no, no, him, no, but no, he is right. coming off he can a score. major he, knee injury. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, and they got the number seven pick from Minnesota, which turned out to be Laurie Markkinen. Um, thank you. Yep. In exchange, Minnesota got the 16th pick, Justin Patton, a nice backup to Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, yeah, and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Who? You know, like maybe the <laughs> fifth best player in the NBA. Fifth, fifth, sixth. He's somewhere around. He's there. up there. He's definitely one of the best, one of the best two way players in the NBA. But yeah. yes, I mean the Timberwolves obviously won this trade. When you get the best player in the in the trade, I think you win the trade, right? Oh, typically, yeah. yeah. That's usually how I it mean, works. Levine's coming off ACL injury, and his game is based off his explosiveness. So you don't know what he's going to be coming back from injury. Chris Dunn, who I loved when he played for Providence, had an underwhelming rookie season. I mean, he's just a rookie, so he might be able to pan out. You don't know what he's going to be. Yeah, and I mean, and then you. You both got the rookies, which always are the great unknown. Yeah. Patton, specifically, I mean, he ain't starting. He's going to be backing up Towns. Uh, Markkinen, he should be starting for Chicago. But here's the thing also with Butler. His contract, he's locked in for, I believe, three more years. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Right. 
And then you still have Towns in his rookie contract. And you got Wiggins. You have three guys that can average 25 points a game. Yeah, if given their own teams, I agree with that. But you have, they have to share the basketball, man. Yeah, no, they do. But but let's break it down. I mean, I'm not going to try to throw comparisons to the Warriors or anything like that. Because obviously yeah. we know the Warriors are in a whole different, a whole different um, stratosphere yes. from anyone else. But who else on Minnesota is going to score? You know what's actually cool about Minnesota, too? Uh, they might be shipping Rubio, but Rubio is their point guard right well, now. N- well, now that they traded both Levine and Dunn, right. unless they're getting a point guard in return, Rubio ain't going anywhere. But And Rubio's the type of point guard who says, I don't need to take shots. No, he just passes. So he's pretty much the perfect point guard to have in this situation. Exactly. They kind of lucked out in that. I didn't even put that together until we just started talking. Yeah, and I mean, to me, really, they still have a um, dang great defensive player at the four. Mm-hmm. You have Butler in. Maybe they have, like, you know, get a, a, a specific three-point threat. I'm not a big fan of him, but now that Nick Young's available, he could be a nice fit for it's them off of the a, bench. He's a little bit of a chuck, but he's a, he is right. instant offense. But he is a veteran. Um, and honestly, to me, right now, Minnesota is the five or six seed in the West. Get out of here. Absolutely. Really? No question. They're 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 going to they're going to leapfrog Memphis. I, I think Memphis still has a year or two in them with Conley and Gasol as long as uh, they're there. The, the way Port the way Portland's improving, the way Minnesota's right. improved, Denver's been on on the way up. I think Memphis is going to be the the team that gets knocked out of that usual okay. playoff bunch. Okay. Um, but I mean Minnesota again. They're they're not title contenders. Like I've seen some people tweet up like, "All right, give Minnesota a ring now." They got Jimmy Butler. No, they're nowhere near that yet. Right. And I'll tell you, if they don't win at least 40 games this next season, Thibodeau's fired. Already you would fire him. Oh, uh, well, well they, they've already considered it so far a disappointment. Yeah, uh, he's a huge disappointment. So if you bring in Butler, who has experience with Thibodeau, who, like I said, is one of the top two-way players in the NBA, and they're still under 500, no, he's gone. I, mean, I think now it's a lot of pressure on Thibodeau. There is, but at the same time, is Jimmy Butler going to make your team that much better? I mean, this team struggled defensively. I mean, that's where they were pretty bad. They could score the basketball. They could always score the basketball. They just couldn't defend. Now, Jimmy Butler is one of the best defensive players in the league, but does one defensive player make your team that much better defensively? I mean, Rubio's still a terrible defensive point guard. He's not going to be able to stop any of the point guards in the West, and the West is a gauntlet full of point guards. So... You know, how much do they really improve? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they are better, but I still think they're a year or two away before they even make any type of noise in the Western Conference. Well, let's put it this way. He got the Bulls into the playoffs pretty much single-handedly. Wade Wade is not the Dwayne Wade we know. Rondo, he only plays if it's nationally yeah. televised. Yeah, but it, it took the whole season. I mean, they made the playoffs in the last day of the season. Right, but he still brought the team there, and then they fought hard with the Celtics. Yeah. It's pretty much solely because of him. <laughs> so now you put him with a young talent. Now, I know you do switch to the West, which obviously is more difficult than yeah. the East. But with those three, I mean, that is... You talk about, like, super teams with three-headed monsters. Right off the bat, that's one of the best three-headed monsters in the league. It's just... Again, now, like, the rest of the supporting cast, that's not what they got to work on to improve. But I think this was an incredible move for the Timberwolves. Bulls clearly, they're like, all right, it's it's time to start over. Yeah. 
And honestly, this trade surprised me because I feel they could have easily gotten the top three pick plus some for Butler. Yeah. So I don't know. Why do you think they waited and then did this move? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I Expert a... analysis there by Josh Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't. I this couldn't is our ESPN audition. <laughs> audition this. I don't know what the Bulls are doing. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I think they just figured they had to get rid of Jimmy Butler somehow, and I think they probably value Chris Dunn. They look at him. I mean, I thought Chris Dunn was going to be a stud in this league looking at how he was in Providence. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn out to be that last year. I think they're probably still high on him because you give point guards a couple of years in this league. Zach Levine, like you said, he's a freak athlete. Who knows what he could turn into? When right. he was healthy, he has about 15-plus a game. So you never really know what he's going to turn into. And maybe they're just really high in marketing. I mean, they, they traded up to get him. They could have took, took uh, Malik Monk, but they didn't. They had options there. But, you know, you don't know who they're high on. Yeah. Um, and then the two other, like, big trades as far as names that did kind of happen before tonight, but we should, you know, cover them here yeah. as well. First off, um, and I love how, like, the, dra- the trades could not become 100% official. Until now, <laughs> yeah. It, like, like they, why they, an- it, they announced the trade. <laughs> why does it take so long for a trade to be official? Um, the Brooklyn Nets receive Timothy Mozgov, all sixty-four million dollars of him, and D'Angelo Russell in exchange for Brook Lopez to the Lakers and the number twenty-seven pick, yeah. which ended up being Kyle Kuzma. Huge win for the Lakers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You get an All-Star center. He only has one year left on his contract, so it's, if it doesn't work out, okay, you're not losing much money. If it does work out and you see the potential, then he might see it and be willing to re-sign for less if he's thinking they're going to start winning. Right. Now, Brooklyn does win because they need a young leader, someone to start things, and Giandro Russell could very well be that guy. But the fact that they were able to get rid of Mozgov's contract. They had Mozgov's terrible contract. Oh, they have Luol Deng's terrible contract. But now they can spread his contract out. Right. They can spread his out, and now they still have enough money for two max deals next season. You know, for the whole Paul George thing, and rumors of LeBron, rumors yep. of this guy, rumor of that guy. But they have the assets to do so now, and you're getting a good veteran big man to... Play along. I think. I think honestly, the biggest winner for the Lakers in this is Julius Randle, because really? he's going to learn a lot from Lopez. I think he's going to learn a lot from Lopez, but I don't think they're really too high on him, on him either. I think after this year, they're just going to clean house and start over with Lonzo and maybe Brooke, depending on how they do and whether he's willing to take a pay cut or not. I hope not. Cause and to me, Paul George. Because to me, Randle, as far as their young guys over these last few years, I feel Randle's been their most consistent. Okay. So I, I don't want him to lose him. It, you know what? The, the Lakers talent to me, like, they're not bad, but they're, I don't think there's anybody who's over-the-top great or an all-star. Like, they, they drafted okay, and it's kind of left them in this, like, weird bubble where it's like, what, what do we do with this? Because Julius Randle is not a bad player, but he's also not someone you kind of value too much. Mm-hmm. He could be a trade piece. D'Angelo Russell was the same thing. He was okay. He's shown, you know, signs and spurts. But, like, what do you do with that? Mark Ingram didn't really... Well, he's only had one year. Yeah. Ingram's only had one year. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think they've necessarily missed on their draft picks, but they haven't hit either. And I don't I don't think they're as high on their young count as a lot of other people are. Well, we'll wait and see with that. I'm and sure it, we have Laker fans in the chat. Let me know what you think about the Lakers' long, young talent. <laughs> and um, other big trade that happened, the Atlanta Hawks received Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and the 41st pick, which ended up being Tyler Dorsey. Mm-hmm. In return, Charlotte got... Dwight Howard, <laughs> your boy, and the thirty-first pick, Frank Jackson. Do you miss him? As a magic I gotta, fan, I got to tell you, when I heard this trade happen, 
as an Orlando Magic fan, yeah, this is the happiest I have been since Orlando made the finals in 2009. What? Why? Because Dwight Howard was replaced in his home city by <laughs> Miles Plumley. <laughs> How the mighty selfish have fallen. Yeah. I mean, he was MVP candidate, best big man in the league, took well, his team to the finals. Well, now I find it fascinating. Now I'm here on sports radio shows. They're questioning, do we think Dwight Howard's going to be a Hall of Famer? I have Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 has him in his top 50 players of all time list. Right, and like in the first five, six, seven years of his career, yeah, like you could make the argument that when it was all said and done, he was going to be there. Yeah. He ain't there anymore. Oh, yeah. And like he'd be lucky if he's in the top 200 at this point. Yeah. He, how far he has fallen. I mean, we should have an all NBA Space Jam list, like people who were good <laughs> and that, like Darren Williams at point guard. Oh, Dwight I was Howard. Darren Williams. Oh, Darren Williams was my favorite player in the NBA in 2006 and 2007. I'll yeah. fully admit that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you complain in Orlando. You get shipped to L.A. You complain in L.A. You leave to um, Houston. Houston realizes you're a problem. Yeah. They don't resign you. You go to Atlanta. You're home where you feel humble. They're like, Millsap's like, no, I'm gone. And they're like, okay, we're just going to send you to Charlotte for Miles Plumley. <laughs> And I'm not trying to disrespect Miles Plumley, who's a solid NBA player. Yeah, he's all right. But Dwight Howard just got replaced by Miles Plumley. Yeah. Oh my God! How I far? Just, how far they have fallen? I, the the devil inside me is so happy for that. The the evil part of me, as a, as a bitter Orlando Magic fan, was so happy for that. <laughs> um. But so with that, then we have tonight's draft. Top five, the five players that we were all expecting would go in the top five. Some people maybe not set on this order, but we had Markel Fultz number one, which it's as expected, which was expected once yep. Philly made the trade to have the number one pick. And again, excellent fit with them. You suddenly you you have two right off the bat rookie of the year candidates in Fultz and Simmons because Simmons didn't play last year, and so he's technically and, a rookie. Oh yeah, this year you're talking about. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, they so might be fighting for they that. They might be fighting for rookie of the year. That's crazy. Um, Embiid, who obviously showed great signs before he got hurt yep. this year. Okafor, he's going to be traded. I want They're going to trade him. I want them to keep they, him. They like Sarek. Sarek, he's a beast, man. Dario's good. Oh, he's good too. Oh, he's really good. Uh, they're, they're, they're trading Okafor. Yeah, what do you think they would get for Okafor? I'm not really sure. I know last who do they, they? He was rumored to be traded to the Bulls last year. I forgot for who, but there is definitely a market for Okafor. The, oh no, he's. A, I think he's a very yeah. solid. player. I, I don't know. They can probably get if if I'm the Sixers, I'm getting a shooter right now because if Ben Simmons is going to run the point, you're going to have a bunch of people sagging off of him, and he's going to be forced to shoot the ball. But he likes to create at the same time, so you need people to kind of extend the floor. Mm-hmm. I, I think they and need just shooters. move Embiid to yeah, center. Exactly. They need a shooter. They need a knockdown shooter right now. Uh, number two pick, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo! Which we all knew for the last six months this was going to happen. Yep. But it's officially happened. And LeVar Ball let us know. He did. He, honestly, I feel like he chose the wrong career. Because as someone... <laughs> I don't know, he's selling shoes for $500. Well, no, I'm, t- I'm just talking about as someone who also works and has always followed professional wrestling. Okay. He would be like like the greatest like heel commentator 
or manager. And, and because he just doesn't care and he just yells, doesn't care how what the fans react to it. So, like, on that end, if this was, like, where him playing a bad guy, I would be a huge fan of him. Yeah. But this is who he actually is. <laughs> and that's why I despise him. I listen, he's a loudmouth. I don't blame you. But I, he, I, guaranteed, he just guaranteed the Lakers are in the playoffs next year. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but I do like Lonzo Ball. I like Lonzo's game a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I think he has incredible court vision. I think he's a phenomenal passer. He can shoot the ball. He has unlimited distance. He doesn't really have a mid-range jumper right now. I don't even know actually if he has a mid-range jumper. He doesn't really shoot the mid-range jumper. For him, it's either just taking it to the hoop or shooting a three. But I think his skills translate. I just think he needs to bulk up a little bit. But I love this pick. I do. Hopefully, LeVar can stay out of trouble, though. Not Lonzo, but LeVar. When do we say that about a pick? You usually say, I hope he stays out of trouble. It's not, it's not him. I hope, I hope his father stays out of trouble. He'll have his own reality show very, very soon. <laughs> we know this. Um, Jason Tatum. So it's Boston, number yeah. three. Number one seed in the East. Had the number one pick, traded down to number three, got more picks down the road because yeah. this is what they do, and they do it so well. Are you surprised they end up taking Tatum over Jackson? No, I'm not because they need someone like Tatum to score from the wing. That's what they don't have. I mean, you have Isaiah Thomas as your point guard scoring, but they don't have a shooting guard or small forward type who can create their own shot and have instant offense. That's probably their biggest weakness on offense. So I think he fit their team better than anybody else. Josh Jackson, he's a good athlete. He's a good all-around player, but he doesn't really create his own shot. He's good off the ball. He's a good defender. He's good. He's very good physically. But I think Tatum fits their offense better, and I think he's kind of like a mellow type where he can create his own shot and doesn't really need anybody else to do it for him. I think he just fits their offense. Yeah, I mean, to me personally, I feel, I feel Josh Jackson is the best all-around player okay. in this draft. But Tatum like you're saying, is a better fit for Boston. Yes. Uh, because because of what you're saying, he creates his own shot. Now they can do lineups where they would move Crowder to the four and mm. Horford at the five, so you kind of have that smaller lineup to keep with the speed, and and every all five of those guys can shoot from anywhere on the court. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's an excellent fit for Boston. I agree. And likewise with Phoenix, I think they got a gold mine in Josh Jackson now. Yeah. You put him with uh Booker and maybe Bledsoe if they're keeping him. And to me Josh Jackson reminds me of Kawhi, the way he played, the way I watched him in the tournament. He to me feels like here's a guy that can do some of everything. He you know, his shooting is going to improve. He's an excellent defender, he's a great passer. He's got a good wingspan for rebounds for a guy his size. I think it's going to be a really good breath of fresh air for Phoenix, and now they're going to be starting to make the right moves. Yeah, I mean, they have Devin Booker, who's going to be a superstar in this league, and I think Josh Jackson, like you said, he's he fits their team very well because he doesn't need the ball. You have Devin Booker, who pretty much needs the ball. I think Bledsoe, too, right now. They have him for now. I think mm-hmm. they're looking to get rid of him, but he also needs the ball. So the more people you can get who don't need the ball, that's a great thing. On top of that, he's a very physical defender. And he, he's going to help them on defense. So I think that, all in all, he's, like I said, like Tatum fit the Celtics. And I think the Suns did a good thing. I, I think I would have taken De'Aaron Fox if I'm, if I'm going to start a team. Because I'm just a big point guard guy. Sure. But um, but I think they did the right thing for their team. Because I'm not sure if Booker and Fox would have been able to coexist. Who's going to have more wins next year, Phoenix or the Lakers? <sighs> Lakers. Really? Yes. See, I think Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Brooke Lopez is no joke. No, he's not. I, he he no, was hiding true. out in Brooklyn. I mean, he's hurt every once in a while, but he's one of the best big men in the league. He can shoot the three. He can score 20 a night if he's engaged. 
I mean, he can get, he should be getting more rebounds than he does, but he, they have one of the best big men in the league. I think Lonzo's going to be very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying great right off the bat. He's going to be very good. Um, I, th- I think they're going to be fine. I think Lakers, you know, Julius Randle's going to take a step forward. You like him. I do like him. <laughs> no, I do like Randle. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, like what, I like what the Lakers are doing. Honestly, so far, Magic Johnson, I feel he's done a good job with some of these first moves that he's done between the draft and that trade with Russell. I think he's starting, starting on the right path in, in, the, in the rebuild. And then you're talking about a point guard to take over a team. Yeah. And lead to the Aaron Fox in Sacramento. Love him. Love him. Sacramento, I know they have Buddy Heald. That's about all I... That's the only player I know. And so. Darren Collison, who's pretty much just... Oh, yeah, that's right. He's there. He's like oh. the bridge to... What was that guy's name? Um, he's, he's got a, like a long hyphenated name. He's a bigger guy. Oh, Collie Stein. Thank you. Willie Collie Stein. Yeah. Uh, that's all I know on Sacramento. Yeah. So now you got De'Aaron Fox. Now you got a playmaker. Now you got a facilitator. To me... I, I'm reminded of of Derrick Rose when I watched the Aaron Fox. Really, I was like as I, far as that that aggression. Yeah, well, yeah, he can get to the rim at will. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying about that. Yeah, um, he reminds me of, of of a John Wall type, and I know that D'Angelo, who's also a host here, he he thinks the same thing as a Wizards fan because I, I, he's just so quick. I think he's a great distributor. He can get to the rim at any point. And another reason why he reminds me of John Wall is because he doesn't have a developed jump shot yet. He's a terrible shooter from the perimeter right now. I think he shot like 20%, 20-something percent from three, which is awful. Mm-hmm. Which means he's not going to be shooting three ball in the NBA because if he, if he can't even hit the three ball in college, he's not hitting it, no. you know, moving back a little bit. So he does need to work on that in his game, but I do think he can run an offense. I think he's very quick. I think he's very fast. I think he's very smart, very creative. And I think the Sacramento Kings got a good one in, in, uh, in Fox. And CJ Houston in the chat just says, Fox equals bust. What? Oh, CJ Houston. I mean, <laughs> everyone who goes to Sacramento, you feel like end up being a bust. But I mean, hopefully, for the sake of that franchise, because yeah. we know they got nothing else going. Hopefully, this starts to turn it around. I think it will. And then uh, Sam Nelson in the chat, what's up? He says Fox and Heald are going to dominate. Plus Willie Cauley Stein, the other big guy that came out of nowhere last year. Uh, Young and so bright says Fox going to kill. So CJ Houston added he can't shoot for his reason why. He thinks he's going to be a bust, and I, you're right, CJ. He can't shoot right now, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to shoot later on. Look at someone like John Wall. I wouldn't consider John Wall a great shooter, but he has improved enough to the point where you have to respect his jump shot, and that's all Fox has to do. Um, so that rounds out the top five. Then kind of like branching out for the 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 six through ten. Number six, Orlando took Jonathan Isaac. How you feel? Go ahead. Come on. You, you can't just you can't just buy that. You're a Magic fan. So with the seventh pick, we already <laughs> went on that. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. I I think Jonathan Isaac is a great player, and I think he's going to be a very good player in the NBA. Okay. Orlando was 29th out of 30 in three point shooting last season. So you wanted a shooter. We desperately need points. We have a ton of size. We can rebound, but we need shooters, and specifically three point. To me, this was the perfect spot. For either Dennis Smith or, more importantly, Malik Monk. Okay. Because, to me, Alfred is not working out for that team. They could still trade him get something decent for him. So, if you wanted to go Smith. Or, if you really feel that Alfred needs another year, then keep him and you get Monk. And you move 48 to the 3. And then, again, you kind of have the smaller right. ball. You've got your 3-point shooter. It's going to start in the right direction. The one position we're set in was the four spot with Aaron Gordon. Yes. And he just finally started playing the four because he was playing the three since we brought a Baca. (laughs) 
and we draft someone who plays the same position as Aaron Gordon. Now, they're probably going to play Isaac at the three. But then, again, now we're back to this three big guys where in today's NBA, that's not working. Right. So that's my big concern. Plus, you know, it might also give less minutes to one or the other because if they realize it's not working, they throw Terrence Rawson at the three, and then they move one of them to the four. Someone's sitting. Right. So that could make an unhappy Aaron Gordon or an unhappy um, Jonathan Isaac. So we have a new GM. Obviously, he did a great job in Milwaukee, John Hammond. Yeah. He's big on finding guys with wingspans. I mean, Isaac certainly has that. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to accept it and trust it, but this is not this is like the last position that I felt we needed. Yeah, but I I do think Jonathan Isaac's gonna be a good pro. I, I do feel for what you're saying though, because we talked about the Celtics drafting for a team need. We talked about the Suns yes. drafting for a team need, and it seems like the Magic just kind of went best player available. Yeah. But I think you could probably make a case that, you know, Monk might be better than Isaac. Would you say so? I mean, he's a better offensive player. He's definitely a better scorer. Yeah. So, I mean, it, according to you, which I'm going to trust you with your team. I don't watch too much Magic basketball. Team. Not many people do. <laughs> they didn't draft to their need. No. Um, Laurie Marquena, we already talked about earlier. Um, I'm going to let you pronounce your oh, eight sh- picks for your Knicks on Frank, their draft pick. Frank, <laughs> Go ahead. No. Sound it out. Uh... Let me, let me get the spelling here. Here we go. All right, all right. Well, this should be a spelling bee question. Here we go. All right. Frank Natilakina. I think that's close enough. All right. I got to get used to it. It took me a while to learn Przingis, and by a while, I meant like a couple days. But So so you still have – you do have Derrick Rose. No, he's no, he's gone. Is he definitely gone? Yeah, it was a one-year contract. I thought he was planning on staying. I thought he was staying. Oh, he was not planning on staying. Please right, don't. Well, please don't well regardless – you definitely needed a guard, whether it was point or shooting guard. Yes. Dennis Smith was still available. Malik Monk, like we just talked about, was available. Right. Tell me about this guy, because I know nothing about him. All right, I've only seen tapes of him. Obviously, he's from France, so I'm not going to watch any Euro basketball and evaluate his game that way. The right. only things that I've seen of him are highlight tapes, and I've liked what I've seen. Um, he seems to be a very smart basketball player, high IQ makes the right pass, takes good shots. I mean, you can tell whether or not someone takes good shots within the offense in their highlight tape. I mean, someone like Jason Tatum, who we just praise, but I'm not a fan of Jason Tatum because I've watched him at Duke, and a lot of his stuff is isolation, fade away with like 12 seconds left on the shot clock with people on you, not in the flow of the offense. With Frank, I feel like based off of his highlights tape, again, I haven't seen him in, like, in real basketball time or whatever, he seems like someone who takes smart shots, who makes the right pass all the time, doesn't really turn the ball over, and who's always under control. And that is very, very important to me when it comes to a point guard. Like it's You have to be high IQ. Oh, and sure. I feel like just by judging by his highlights, once again, like it's hard to judge a player when you don't see them play a game. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing all the good stuff. But just based off his highlights, I think he seems like he has a high I- IQ. He seems like he knows how to pass the ball. He seems like he knows what a point guard is supposed to do. And, you know, he's 6'5". He looks kind of more lanky than that. He's, I don't, he looks like he has a bigger wingspan. I I like him. The problem I have is that I think Phil Jackson picked him because he thinks that he fits the triangle. Right. Not so much because he likes him as a player, which kind of bothers me because the triangle is so outdated. We need to stop this. Phil Jackson, please. James Dolan, please just fire the man already. This is ridiculous. He was thinking about trading KP. How do you think about trading KP? The only one asset that we have as a Nick organization. You want to trade him away? For what? 
Josh, why? Josh, why? Josh, Josh, Sorry. Breathe. Sorry. Breathe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I, that makes sense. I don't want to at all. That's the only good thing Phil Jackson has done since he's literally the only role. thing he's done. Everything else he's messed up. Yep. Literally every every free agent he signed. Joe Kim Noah has been a bust. Derrick Rose was a bust. Courtney Lee didn't have a good season. You've resigned Carl, Carmelo Anthony when you shouldn't have resigned him. Everything he has done has been awful. Literally crap. And now he's turning off Porzingis. Porzingis doesn't even want to be a Nick right now. I'm a Nick fan. It hurts me. It hurts my soul to to know that to say that. Um. <laughs> It, um, then the last the last few picks are then what I considered steals because to me these players should have been drafted a little higher up than they were. Dennis Smith going number nine to Dallas. Yeah, Zach Collins was in Sacramento, but then with a trade he ended up going to Portland. Interesting, so, which is an interesting spot because um, what's, what's the name? Thank you, Nurtick. So they got Nurtick. They have Collins. So one of them maybe they'll do two bigs or have one back up the other. And then Malik Monk, who we talked about in Charlotte, which again I think is a him and Kemba Walker in the backcourt is fun. Yeah, I, I think this is a great pick for Charlotte. Yeah, an awesome pick for Charlotte. You're gonna have listen. I think Dwight Howard. We kind of trashed him earlier, but I think he can fit into a team in the right situation, and I don't mind him on the Charlotte team. Now you have Monk and Kemba in the backcourt. I, I I think the Charlotte team is gonna make the playoffs next year. Well, he could. I mean... They were only one year removed. Right. So, it's it's not that big of a claim to say that. But I I do like what Charlotte's doing. Yeah. Um, Was there anyone that surprised you as far as how far they dropped? Or or was there someone that you felt was, oh, I can't believe they found this guy. He was still available. And they're going to just swipe him right off. I am surprised that Monk dropped to 11. Yep. I'm very surprised. I think your magic could have took him, like you said before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Knicks could have taken him. Yep. I, 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 I'm not sure that I wanted Monk, but if they would have taken him, I'd have been like, okay, I understand. So I'm surprised that he fell to 11. Um, not really, to be honest with you. Everybody else, it just it kind of went. I, I don't. I won't say chalk, but not too many big surprises. I mean, there's some surprises in the second round. Like I'm a huge Monty Morris fan. Yeah. And he went like 51 to Denver. And to me, like I said, he's going to get minutes. There. That's what I'm saying. And like, and like, if you know me, like I say all the time, like I value point guards who are high IQ, don't turn the ball over, get other people involved. And he's done that better than any point guard in the country for the past 20 years. He had the highest assist to turnover ratio in the country. Yep. So it's like, how is this guy falling to 51? It makes no sense. I mean, if you value the ball, if you value a point guard who makes people better, he did it better than anybody in the past 20 years. I'm not saying he's the best point guard in the draft, but to go 51, are you kidding me? That's insane. Yeah. I think Denver got to steal with him. Yeah. Um, also, now this was just, I think Sacramento did one of the best drafts tonight, but they had one head scratch and move to me, which was when they drafted Frank Mason. Because Frank Mason should not have fallen first off to the 34th pick. This guy should have been high as well. Yeah. Because this, this was the player of the year. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing that I just said, basically, about, you know, he, um, he won the Wooden Award this past year, and you draft him to back up the Aaron Fox. Right. So, to me, I don't know if they're just trying to load this up for a possible trade bait, because to me, Frank Mason could very well be a starting point guard yeah. somewhere. Well, he's small. That's the he knock. He is small. Him. He is small. That's the knock. He's 5'11". Yeah. But yeah, you figure, if you figure play of the year, like you can't. Yeah. You're going to pass on him 33 times? Yeah. CJ Houston in the chat says Jordan Bell from Oregon. I completely agree with you on that as well. Jordan Bell got hurt. I think he, 
Yeah, he's the one who got hurt. Uh, big man from Morgan. On the Warriors, I believe. I think he got traded to the Warriors for some cash, if I am not mistaken, chat. Um, I, be- I believe you're right on that. Yeah. Um, and then to me, and this was, there was only one big guy that I was hoping Orlando would get to come off the bench. We didn't get him. And to me, when I was watching the NCAA tournament, as good as Ball was, as good as Fox was, as good as Monk was, as good as Jackson was, the guy that stood out the most to me was Caleb Swanigan. Yes, from Purdue. Purdue. He's a beast. He is Ben Wallace with a jump shot. I like that. <laughs> no, because he just pounds it inside, gets rebounds, blocks, and can hit the jumper. And he ended up at number 26 to Portland. Portland, you know, we were talking about Minnesota before. Portland is going to skyrocket this next season. Yeah. Between Lillard and McCollum, Collins now, with, guys, I always forget his name. Nurtick. Thank you, Nurtick. Now you have Swanigan, so you can kind of rotate those guys. You still have the money to potentially get Millsap, too, if you want in free agency. You still got guys like Harkless and um, um, Kathy. What was the three-point shooter? For who? For Portland. That came off the bench. Crabtree? Uh, Crab. 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 Alan Crab. Crab. Alan Crabtree. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so I think Portland is really developing into a deep, deep team that's young. And I would not be surprised if Swanigan at some point in the season, suddenly takes over a starting role on Portland. Really? Yeah, because I think he's that good. I think he's that good, too, but he probably would have to take Nurtick's spot, and I'm not, I don't see that happening because Nurtick literally turned their season around. Or, he's, you or he starts alongside. at the four, and you have Collins come off the bench. Okay. Because they list him as a four, even yeah. though he can play both. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that is a steal for Portland. I am super jealous <laughs> of Portland for Swan again. Um, so, like, overall, who do you think are, you know, biggest winners and losers tonight? I mean, you got to go probably with the T-Wolves, uh, the biggest winners. I mean, even though they didn't draft anyone f- significant, you got Jimmy Butler tonight. Mm-hmm. So... Are any of these players that were just drafted better than Jimmy Butler? We don't know, but we do know for sure what Jimmy Butler is in this league. And I think out of everybody, they made their team significantly better than anybody else. So I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the T-Wolves. I know it's the easy answer, but uh, side note, I also like what the Jazz did. Yep. Um, Donovan Mitchell, getting them from uh, Denver. They traded Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got Tony Bradley from UNC. Yes, that's a nice, nice Yeah, so they round. got defensive-minded both sides of the ball players, and I think Utah, you know, they might lose Gordon Hayward. Who knows? I think George Hill might leave as well, so we'll see. But I, I like what Utah did as well, and Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento, I think, I can't believe I'm saying Sacramento winner in the same <laughs> sentence. But Sacramento, I thought, did great. So they had three first-round picks, all of which I feel are are solid between Fox, Justin Jackson, yeah. Gary Giles. And um, also... I mean, like I was saying before with Josh Jackson, I think that alone makes Phoenix a winner because I think nice. he's such a complete player. Um, biggest losers, to me, it's it's got to be Chicago. Yeah, that's CJ Houston in chat. So she said Bulls is the biggest loser. It's It's, it's got to be them. I mean, you gave up your best player 
by far yeah. your best player. For a decent guard, a guard who can be good, but he's coming off ACL injury, so who knows what he's going to be. I mean, I really don't get this move. They could have got so much more for Jimmy Butler than they did. I agree. I, don't know. I think they might have panicked. You know, the draft's coming up. Maybe, like, marking in a lot. I don't know. I can't really explain anything else, but I, I don't know. Just bad bad management. Uh, the chat says that the Nets also lost the draft. Uh, well, the Nets have lost the draft <laughs> since 2013. Uh, what's up, D'Angelo? D'Angelo says the Wolves were winners. Um, well, yeah, they're definitely winners. CJ Houston, Wolves. Yeah. So. I mean, I, the Wolves, at the end of the day, are the biggest winners. And the Lakers are winners. We're in Los Angeles. Yeah. West Coast is up. Yeah. But I, I would say Clippers we, are not. Clippers did like nothing tonight. Did they have any draft picks? Um, they. I think they ended up picking up. They traded for someone who I liked. Let me go look. I'll look it up. Okay. I think they got someone who I liked from what I remember. Oh. And then I'm sorry, but your your Knicks to me are definitely <laughs> a loser tonight. <laughs> I mean, my Magic are a loser too, in my opinion. Yeah. But but the the Knicks had so many other pieces to try to make Brzingis happy. And to me, they did not fill any of those. They need to get rid of Melo. They have to get rid of Melo, and they need to get their assets from that trade. And and they could have done that tonight. They could have got you could have easily got another top ten pick for Melo. Yeah. Why didn't you? I don't know. Clippers got Sundarius Thornwell from South Carolina. That's who they got. Oh, okay. So yes, that's that's a good. Game. I actually think that's a very good pick. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I mean, that just about. Wraps up our, our coverage here. Yeah. Unless was there any other um, news or anything that that you had opinions on um, any of these picks? That not really. Stick out I to think you? this was a very uh, deep class. Yes. I, I think Fultz is going to be good. I like Lonzo a lot. So Laker fans, you can rejoice. Uh, I'm not so sold on Tatum. I think he takes some crazy shots sometimes, but I do think if there's any team, any coach that can help him, it's Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics. Um, I'm anxious to see. You know what comes out of this draft. I, I think this is going to be looked at as a class that, you know, doesn't produce too many superstars like the 03 draft with like LeBron and Bosch and Wade in them. But we look back at it and like, wow, there were some solid players in this draft. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the guys that have the, the best chance of being all stars from this draft are Jackson and Fox. Fox. Oh, wow. Um, I, no faults. Um, I, I mean, I think he certainly has a chance, but I feel, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be more Ben Simmons' team than Fultz's team. Okay. and Which is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of them, them playing together with that. Meanwhile, Jackson and Fox, I think they're both... Well, Fox is definitely the guy in Sacramento. As good as Booker is, I think Jackson is going to turn into the guy really? in Phoenix. Like the go-to not, option type thing, though? Yeah, not, not, not necessarily game one, season one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he's, like he's, he's gonna, yeah, he's, I mean, like, just like... Kind of Kawhi in San Antonio, where he he was around, and then all of a sudden, okay, now for like the last shot, we're going to start passing it to him. Really? And I think I really think that's going to be with Josh wow. Jackson. Book is cold blooded, man. Oh, he yeah. is. <laughs> which is which is why I think Phoenix is really on the right, right track so to have really, both of them. You're really high in the Suns right now. I'm. I mean, they're not going to do anything special next season, right? But they're definitely. I I I think Phoenix could. How many How many wins did they have last season? I don't know. I don't not, remember. Not many. Um, and also the Kings. Uh, Justin Jackson was traded to the Kings. That's who I f- was forgetting about. Justin Jackson yes. from UNC, ACC yes. Player of the Year. So, so I mean, Kings. Kings, Kings look, look at the Kings. 
Look at you, Vlade. Vlade Divok. Vlade. You, you did some good stuff tonight. <laughs> we I'm, think. We think. Well, this is all speculation. On paper, you did some yeah. good stuff tonight. So we'll see how all that you know unfolds. And who, wait, hold on. Who do you think is gonna be rookie of the year? Oh wow. Oh. Rookie of the year. So based on the class, based on who everyone's playing with, I'll go Fox. I'm gonna go Fox. I think Fox is in the best position to be rookie of the year. I agree. Yeah. But I also think Fultz is as well. Um, but but Fultz will be competing with Simmons. Because Simmons, man. technically, he didn't play a single game last right. year. So he can also That's compete. true. They might cancel each other out. Right. I think Lonzo can be rookie of the year. He's going to get... certainly popular. He's, 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 he's going to get the keys. He's going to have spotlight all over him. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say De'Aaron Fox as well, man. There it is. Just because of the situation, though. Not because I think he's the best player. No, it's team. because our names are Josh. We both wore black shirts. <laughs> We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Um, we want to know who you think, based on where they ended up, has the potential to be Rookie of the oh, Year. Oh, we got Andrews coming in already. Oh. Lonzo, Josh Jackson, Russell Westbrook 2.0. I, 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 don't, I don't know if i call him West, Westbrook, but yeah. he's high on Josh Jackson. Dennis Smith is more like Wes, Russell Westbrook to me. Yeah. He's, he's, he's more he's of... a freak athlete. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how, how all that ends up. You can leave us comments on the YouTube page, as well as our iTunes page. Make sure you leave comments on that. But in the meantime, Josh, I can be reach out to you. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Also, download the Anchor app, then follow 10-Minute Drill in the sports section. Me and AJ Kelly, we do our own sports podcast. We take phone calls. We answer the phone calls. It's a good time. I know everybody in the chat loves debating sports. You can debate with me on Anchor at 10-Minute Drill. But you'll probably lose the debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has control. You probably... (laughs) So if you're making a good point, he might just hang up on you. But yeah. still do it. <laughs> and, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Josh Tariff. And just start getting ready for you fantasy football nuts. Yes! Because Josh and I got some fun fantasy football things in the very near future here at After Buzz Sports. I also want to plug one more thing. I'm sorry. We no, have no, a... you already... Yeah, your turn's <laughs> over. Turn's over. We do... Actually, D'Angelo's still in the chat. Me, D'Angelo, and Jill Monroe, we do a Drew League special. Uh, we cover the Drew League here in Compton, and we, you know, we go to the games, we do interviews and all that good stuff, and you know, follow us on Tuesdays at 10. There you go. And for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and gossip, follow them on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV, and AfterBuzz Sports is on Twitter yes. now. Is it at AfterBuzz Sports? At ABTV Sports. Okay, that. At it's been, ABTV it's been, Sports. Uh, it's been on the lower third the whole time, so just look at the lower third, you'll see it. But for those of you listening that aren't watching anything, at ABTV Sports. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. For Josh Rodriguez, I'm Josh Tariff. Hope you enjoyed the draft. We'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.